Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul? Welcome to today's episode of I Dig Your Soul Podcast with your host, Nadia Khalil. Today's show today is the 28th of September 2020. It is a Monday morning, the start of a new week, the last week in September. So I think we only have 30 days. So Thursday, Thursday, we're hitting October 1st. We are in the middle of tomorrow starting a huge heat wave yet again. Um, There is an end in sight to it. However, it's going to go on for four or five days. So just pray for the farmland of California and all of the craziness. But we are getting some big winds tonight. They're called the Santa Ana winds, which is what triggers the fire season. And here we are. So that's what's going on in, in California, at least in Southern California for now. But I thought, I have done so many shows on sleep that I could not do another one. And then yesterday, I could hear the little rumblings in my head. And Christ said, you know, we can heal in our sleep. And I said, well, I think we kind of know that, that, you know, when we close our eyes and we fall asleep, then our brain can attend to all the other issues we have, right, it, within the body. It, if there are areas that need to heal, the brain can trigger the release of hormones and it encourages, you know, things like our tissues growing and our blood vessels repairing. And this helps wounds heal faster, but it also it restores sore and damaged muscles. So I thought, yeah, that's how that goes when we sleep. That's why we need to sleep. And it does physically help us a lot because there is like this biochemical housekeeping that goes on, right? It restores us after a long day. We drag ourselves to bed, but then we wake up and we're alert and we're recharged. And sometimes before we can think again, We start to think about things like, oh, my gosh, what did I do yesterday? Oh, yeah, and oh, man, was I tired when I slept. And we start talking like that in our heads. I thought, okay, okay, but then there was more. There's always more with Christ, right, because it's not all physical. The physical reflects the mental, and when we sleep, All of that comes together. So how does that happen in our heads? So, you know, of course, I'm going to ask. I know it sounds funny because I, I have so many new listeners and I get all these inboxes about 
Well, you always talk about, you ask Christ. How do you ask Christ? Like, how do you hear him? And the truth is I saw him and I can hear him pretty regularly. And I'm really excited about the things that he says. So I'm pretty excited right now about what he said to me yesterday because sleep restores our mood. It balances us. So when people aren't sleeping, they are testy, they are short, they are angry, they're they're vulnerable to stress. It's not only that they're irritable and short-tempered, but it opens us up to seeing the things that normally would happen to us that we would maybe roll off our back and now we're vulnerable to it. Now we're going to get mad at it. We're going to blame it. And we don't know why. We don't relate it yet because we, we once we wake up, we usually kind of after the first little bit, we forget that we didn't have a good night's sleep. We forget that these emotions are based on something our body wasn't able to do while we were asleep. But once you sleep, the mood normally will return. And even like partial sleep deprivation, not complete, like someone who might get away, in quotes, with sleeping three or four hours a night on a regular basis, it has a huge effect on our moods. We may not think it's that big of a deal. If our brain is healing us, our emotions have an outlet. But the most beautiful part of sleeping that I heard yesterday was that when we sleep, because we connect with home in our sleep, we may discount it when we wake up. Or we may feel better for it. Or we may say, oh, I don't remember my dream as if that was the whole purpose of sleeping. But because we rejoin, when we sleep, at least for eight hours of our life, which helps generate the other hours left over for us to stay awake, is that we let go of fear, doubt, worry, control, and guilt. Even in our scariest dreams that wake us up, because we don't understand what our dreams are doing, they're they're cleaning up just the way our brain is sending hormones and tissue repair and all of these things are happening while we're sleeping. Our mind is doing the same thing. There's less demands on our heart when we're asleep. So our blood pressure comes down and our heart is able to take a break. And then the body's able to release the hormones that kind of slow down our breathing. It relaxes our muscles. It reduces inflammation that assists with all the healing we need. It's like right there, just waiting its turn. So then what happens to us is when our body's okay, just like it is when we're that way during the day, 
Now we can pay attention to the other things that are going on in our lives. And that's why when we sleep enough, over time, we start to solve things in our sleep. Let's say you're making a film and you can't figure out how to transition one scene to the other. And it's bugging you. It's there in writing. It works well in writing. But when the actors do it and it comes to life, it might not be the same. And nobody may notice, but you notice because you're the one doing the film. And yet you make sure you guys quit at the same time every day. And you have a routine. You go and you eat dinner same time every day. And then when you actually get tired, you go to bed. Well, if you do that regularly and your body understands that it is going to go to a place where it can repair because it's a rhythm, your body starts to wait for things. We teach our bodies how to react. Our body doesn't teach us unless we just wait until we get sick and then we pay attention because now we have to heal something. So then what happens if your brain starts going, oh, This is my time. This is when we work hard, when they have to think and we need all the organs to make the body work. But this is what I'm going to do now. And you start to solve things in your sleep. Or even emotionally, the stuff you were holding on to that you couldn't reach, that you couldn't get to. And then you start having these wild dreams, vivid dreams. It's because all the markers are in place for us to live at least partially in a world without fear, doubt, worry, control, and guilt. Think about that. Because a lot of us just woke up. And ironically, last night in my sleep, something about the pandemic, I can't remember the whole thing, but it just kept coming up and coming up. And I I remember waking up going, God, I feel like I'm going around in circles. I can't remember more than that. And then I had some dream after that. And I woke up at like quarter to five, which normally I wake up at around four, sometimes 3.30. So I needed more sleep because that did keep me awake. And normally when something like that wakes me up, I'm like, oh, but I'm in my bed and everything's okay. And I don't really need to feel that. And then somehow I fall back asleep. Last night, it was like the never-ending. It's because it's still going on in real life. And my brain wanted to solve it. And it kept hitting a wall. But I also understood that my brain is doing its best. And when we feel that, and we wake up the next morning, we feel like we are our best. If we say, why did that keep me awake? And, oh, I didn't sleep well last night. And and we start telling ourselves how our day, we plan the template of our day. Now we've incorporated at least doubt that we'll have a good day. Trying to control how we feel. Any one of the five facets of ego will come in the minute we say, when we don't sleep enough, We cry easier. We're sad faster. It's interesting. 
It's like a mood disturbance meter. We get angry, we get depressed, our anxiety goes up. It kind of confuses us. Like, hey, you know, why am I really so upset? We might have fatigue, that lack of motivation, because our body's saying, hey, you're not ready to take this task on. You didn't charge your battery. And in many ways, we are like a car, even an electric car, because you have to plug it in. You have to plug it in. So what do you do? What if you keep saying, well, you know, I just can't fall asleep. Everyone can fall asleep if they go to sleep when they first feel sleepy. If you wait, that second wind will come in. Some people that I know very well wait for that second wind to come in because they want to glide through staying up at night. And that's great if you wake up later in the morning. But our body needs to go down. There's 24 hours in a day. So 8 times 3 is 24. You're only sleeping a third of the day. If you think of it as, okay, these eight hours are here, but in these 16, this is what I will do. You start to tell your brain, hey, I'm working with you, and your brain starts to become more efficient because you are part of it. It's not something happening to you. It's you happening to it. Even doctors will tell somebody who say they have insomnia to get out of bed if they can't sleep because the worst thing you can do when you can't sleep is to lie in bed and and make yourself sleep, force yourself. But you can't do anything that's stimulating or will take you away from sleep but read a book. Just read something that helps your brain continue to slow down and give you the space to fall asleep. The feeling, when Christ said, it's when we let go of fear, doubt, worry, control, and guilt, I thought about how even in my scariest times, even the times I cried myself to sleep, which happened a lot while I was writing Origins of Truth. I was looking for money to publish it. I was going everywhere. I started to feel really bad because everybody was turning me down. I was driving. like The furthest place I drove was to Palm Springs. So let's say a full day turnaround between the meeting, driving there and coming back, and people looking at me like, are you crazy? And I started to feel like I'm either asking the wrong people or something's wrong with how I'm asking or something's wrong with my message, but where am I failing? But, you know, when I'd wake up, unless I reminded myself that that happened the day before, like, oh, yeah, that was only yesterday. In my sleep, it realigned itself and regained perspective And that's what gave me that impetus to go on the next day. 
to go and try again. Let me try this way. And Maria writes, do you think that night sleep repairs the same as the day sleep? Any sleep will reset us. So if you feel like during the day, and I I do this a lot, not every day, but when it happens, and I'll sleep for 15 or 20 minutes, I'll just go down. And it does reset me. It gets you out of that I can't stop yawning mode or wow. And it happens to me because I wake up normally so early that I eat breakfast normally before the show. By 10 o'clock, I want lunch. By 1 or 2 o'clock, it's like I eat dinner, but I get really sleepy after I eat. I eat a huge meal at lunch. That's like my biggest meal. And then I usually don't eat the rest of the day because if I do, I will stay up later. So I've learned to work with that. But it does. It resets us. It's just like anything else. A car runs more efficiently when it's full than when it's almost empty. You have enough to drive the car, but you're constantly looking at the gauge to see when it's going to get too low and you have to go put more gas. So now you, you're feeling some stress thinking, oh, my gosh, i got to find a gas station. Oh, my gosh. So all this is added into your thinking. And it's the same exact thing with a day nap. And I found, like, it's not because I'm, I'm getting older that I needed that nap. When I worked and I would go out and have, like, a client lunch, same thing would happen to me. And I would pull over and close my eyes for, like, 10 minutes and just get rid of that feeling that my body was telling me, hey, I need to reset, hey, I need to reset. Because that's what's happening when we need to go to sleep. Night sleep is a lot longer, so there's more intensive work that happens. But 10 minutes is a great reset, is a great 15 minutes, is a great 20 minutes for your body. Because our brain, the minute we start to rest, it takes everything in our body and dials it back to zero. And it restores and be to restore whatever it can in that time. It's a critical time for our brain when we sleep. It's like if they until now have not been able to figure out how to keep a body awake. They've tried. There are people who have been awake or tried to be awake for three days, four days. They couldn't do it. When we don't actually sleep, and I don't know if any of you have gotten this sleep deprived before, but you could sleep standing. You just can't take it anymore. And you will fall asleep in a way that you never felt before because you will forget who you are. You will be almost like, you know, when you're not dead, but you're totally unaware of anything that goes on around you, and you don't care where you sleep, even if it's a sidewalk. I was, when we first embarked on illness in, in our family, and 
we couldn't figure out what was wrong yet, and we're going to doctors and coming back, and I took on taking care of everything. I took on my load, their load, everybody's load. And one day, it was like 10 o'clock in the morning, and I was sitting at my desk, and I thought, oh, my gosh, I cannot stay awake. And I was hungry and sleepy, but I was like, I got to sleep. I don't even have it in me to go up and make me something to eat. And I slithered over to the couch in my office, and I fell asleep. And I slept, and I slept, and I slept. I'd get up and go to the restroom and come back. I got up and got water and something. I think I ate something and went back. And I slept for 19 hours in a row because my body must have been, I didn't feel it day to day because I was just on adrenaline. But boy, I went down and I could not come up. My body was just not willing to move another movement. And it's the only way I caught up. I remember the next day going, oh, my God, I cannot do that to myself again. Even though I was sleeping the same time every night, what I was doing, because I didn't have time for myself, was I was waking up a lot earlier just so I would have an hour or two to myself to catch up to me. But those few hours caught up to me. And yeah, I was ahead for a day or two or three or ten. But it caught up to me. Because my brain said, hey, wait a minute, I've got work to do and you are not allowing me to do it. You're just not allowing me to do it. And I didn't feel like Anything changed in me. But over time, they find that deprivation of sleep changes our personalities. We increase the irritability. We increase the worsening moods. We increase the feelings of depression, anger, and anxiety. All that happens when we regularly are not sleeping enough. Because our brain did not get to reset all the way. Needs to be able to do that. Because once it gets us there and it starts telling the rest of the body, hey, hey, heart, it's okay, rest a little bit right now. Hey, muscles, let's get you going. They, they were running on you today, let's restore that. Hey, mood, yeah, today was a funky day, but let's soothe that. All right, what other work do we got to do? Our bodies are amazing. That's why people who are ill may want to sleep a lot and they don't know why. It's because they're ill and their body, their brain, because that's our command center, is saying, hey, we need to repair this. Now, what we realize is, Something must be wrong that the body needs to sleep that much. And then you go to the doctor, and you're like, I can't stay awake. What's wrong? And you find out that your kidneys are going 
or your heart slowing down or something like that as you get older. And older people need more sleep just like younger people do. But there's another age group that sleeps a ton. And we think it's because we're we're going, they're young and they're healthy and why are they sleeping all day? Is teenagers. Your body will grow as much as a teenager and need sleep that's why teenagers are so funky. They, nobody talks about how much teenagers need to sleep. They love staying up all night. And then we all wonder why they're feeling anxious or why they're so moody or why they're starting to feel depressed. Because being a teenager with the influx of hormones is hard enough, but we don't take into the physical that's happening to their bodies And their brain needs them to sleep so that their bodies can grow. I mean, people in high school shoot up in height, especially guys. And they become super irritable to their parents. There's that fighting, that infighting, or they they get a boyfriend or a girlfriend and they latch on to them and they all don't sleep. They sleep with their phones next to them and the thing's buzzing all night. I know a teenage girl who would wake up every time her phone buzzed in her sleep if she was conscious of it or could feel it and still answer a text because she was so scared of being out of the loop with her friends. And then you wonder why they feel depressed. Their bodies need as much sleep. I mean, they can't sleep all day like a a little baby, but kids, they put kids for a nap in preschool for a reason. Because in that time, their bodies restore and regenerate and they have more order in the classroom. And then when they wake up, they give them a snack. It's a whole routine. There are countries that have the afternoon siestas where they close businesses and they close everything and they say, go home and eat lunch and take a nap and come back. It's all about restoration. Because when we're asleep and we let go of fear, doubt, worry, control, and guilt, then we don't need to have irritability, worsening moods, depression, anger, and anxiety. We don't need to go there. But when we we, we reward people, I couldn't get the R out. That was hilarious. But when, <laughs> I'm sorry, you guys. But when we reward, that's what I was trying to say. When we reward people for staying late at work and we reward people, that poor thing, for not taking care of themselves to do something, We are reinforcing that losing sleep is good. Look at that great person. They don't even sleep at night. I'm like, I don't want to be around them. I don't want to be around them because they're going to be mad at me and they're going to take it out on me and I will have done nothing yet. I may get them there. I may argue back and forth with them. But sleep 
is woven into cultures for a reason. Sleep should be cherished, should be looked for, should have a whole routine to get to, because if we take the time away from fear, doubt, worry, control, and guilt, we are going to wake up ahead of ourselves. We are going to feel ahead of ourselves. So I thought it was important enough to talk about on a Monday morning when we're starting the week to really pay attention to how you sleep and why. And it may answer a lot of your questions. Also, don't forget, I will not be here tomorrow and Wednesday. We have a procedure tomorrow, so just say a prayer for health. And I will see you guys on Dream Theme Thursday. Have a great next two days. Actually, I will see you on October 1st. So that will work. I love you guys. Bye-bye. You have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the I Dig Your Soul podcast. To learn more, visit www.nadiakhalil.com.